Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors. And today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to. And you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.com. FM to get started. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the season finale of the Motherland Fort Salem AfterBuzz TV After Show. That's right, it's the season finale. We're talking episode 10, Witch Bomb. And by we, I mean myself, Kevin Allen, along with my fantastic unit, Tori Weaver. Yes, hello everyone. So glad to be here. We've made it to the finale. My guns are loaded to discuss what is going on. Brian Santos. Hello, I got my commander shirt on, kind of like olive green, no military ass. Come on, here we go. I'm ready for this. Lock me down. Adil, goodbye. <laughs> Gunner Texera. I got my army green jacket on. I just came in and I'm ready to break down this magically awesome season finale with a very special guest. See, I tried to go military with the Witchland theme in all black, and it's just, it's not working out for me. So I, I applaud you guys. This is it's seriously okay. the best unit. You guys are way ahead of the game on here. And yes, we do have a very <laughs> special guest. That's right. The founding father of Motherland himself, Mr. Elliot Lawrence. <laughs> Hi. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to talk to you. Thank you so much for being here. We're thrilled to have you here. I'm sure the chat is losing their minds if they haven't already figured it out. I hear some of them have. (laughs) All right. Well, Brian is keeping the eye on the chat. Thank you, our fans, for being here and for making us ESPN of TV Talk. Uh, Brian, it'd be chiming in with your thoughts and uh, questions, so please drop them there, and we will do everything we can to get in. But uh, we keep in mind, we are breaking down an amazingly eventful episode. We're going to talk about Anacostia and her siding with Scylla. We're going to talk about Tally and her clashing with Alder, and then we're going to talk about the Camarilla, and they're attacking our unit. Uh, but before we get into those details, you know how I like to start things off. I just want to hear everyone's thoughts. Tori, what'd you think of this episode? Oh, I was shook. I, I'm still low-key very shook. It was to the point where like, <laughs> I was yelling at the TV. My roommate was like, what's going on? Because he hasn't watched like everything. So I was trying to break it down. I was like, you need to watch because we need to be in here together. Like I felt like I was just... I felt like I was there. I really felt like I was there. I think this is a beautiful way to end off the season. It was, I mean, I'm glad that we got a season two. I'm glad that I know that because I was just kind of like, what is happening? But it was just, it, it was, it came so full circle. Hence why I have the same outfit from episode one. Don't, don't do me. But um, <laughs> it, was just, <laughs> it was just so beautiful to watch. Like I felt it was, it was amazing. Honestly, oh like, my it God. Was really good. It was a really good finale. Y'all know I was, you know, I'm skeptical of almost every character except Abigail, but this was, <laughs> this was really good. Every character was just like, really got their own time to really develop, and we got to 
see how they develop and I'm gonna stop talking but I really liked it <laughs> oh my god hi thank you <laughs> yeah uh the thing I kept saying to myself as I was watching this episode is oh so and so is revealing themselves there were a lot of revelations uh real yeah. deep earnest character stuff mm -hmm. that really changed opinions that have been building all season long and now we get to like see them for who they really are and it was so rich and true and i just loved it this was quality television and writing yeah elliot yeah absolutely yeah i can't okay we're not keep lying going. Here. keep going keep going <laughs> okay well yeah right why don't you keep uh, it going it was amazing i don't want to like give away too much right now because i want to like really dive in when we get mm -hmm. to the topics but everything just super high level was so great echoing exactly what tori said it was such a great way to end the season and i 100 percent agree if i didn't know that there was going to be a season two i would have been like on the floor like no that's not how it ends yo like so i was so happy that i have that in my back of my mind because at least i'd be like okay at least we're gonna get another more development to these like stories that we got because it was so amazing to see and tally girl no don't do it for her girl don't do it <laughs> Oh, I can't For wait to you. dive into Tally's Tally. Tally, Tally, Tally. Oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, Gunner, let me hear your thoughts. You just reminded me, Brian, of how upset I am with my girl Tally. <laughs> you all know I'm the biggest yeah. fan. So I was like, oh, like, Elliot, hope you're ready for all the applause. I said, oh, that's right. I'm mad about that. I forgot. <laughs> I, was, I was like, wait, we left off. And if we had not found out, well, to me, my big reveal is that we have a season two. And I'm so excited because I'm absolutely obsessed with this. Thank you, Elliot, so much for creating this amazing show. We cannot wait to break it down right now. Well, thank you guys for paying attention to it and feeling it as you clearly do. It's it's like literally you guys are like, this is like writer's Christmas morning, like to hear that. I don't know that it wasn't just like a cool show and had some moves and had some surprises, but like everybody like you guys are, are making me feel this. But but in terms of the response to this show, people are just really like biting into it and like mm -hmm. gnawing on the bones and like clawing at it and, and more and more and more. And even some of the early critical response was like, it's a cool show, but why couldn't they have shown this or why couldn't they have shown this, which to me is wonderful. And I want to give all of that. But you know, it's a season. But let me tell you, we're gonna we're gonna pay. I mean, we end in as you guys are saying in such a complicated place. Mm -hmm. that to it's been such a, a joy and a challenge to like figure out those threads and like how about willa though i mean mm. cooking some mushrooms uh -uh. Oh, no, that, girl. That, you were supposed to bring me my daughter <laughs> I, I had that call for so <laughs> you had it okay okay you had it how long did you no. have that call uh, we've all been sitting on that theory. I think at least I didn't see that. I was like, oh, I, I don't know if I was sitting on it, but before, we, yes, we well, all, I hope at so least Gunner's you, been good about predicting stuff. At least yeah, if Gunner's you saw like, it coming, I hope you like the execution because I oh, absolutely personally oh. love that sequence. It's so great to be off base in that sequence and in the real world. And it's like, I love that country music song that's playing because it's sort of. It sounds like a Tammy Wynette song, and yet it's about a. Stand by your man! Oh my god! And so it's like <laughs> it's like it's kind of alternate, and it, it fits the alternate universe anyway. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was raised on country, so like I felt I just felt that it was very authentic, but I didn't catch the lyrics. And yeah, they're ah, they're really so, weird so if you rich. Listen. I know it's pretty deep. It's pretty deep. So one of my I don't want to call it a criticism, but one of the comments I kept making at the start of the first couple episodes was how. I just wanted to see more of the world. I wanted to see what it was yeah. like off base. I wanted to see what the civilian life, if there were witches that were not, that were part of the private sector. And I felt like by episode three, I got what I asked for. And I just kept applauding 
the world building and how it was Aww. still character driven. It wasn't world building for the sake of world building. And it just felt like a fully realized universe. And at the top of this episode, like, I thought my TV had just flipped to a sports commercial <laughs> because we were at this soccer match and the tone was all different. It took me out of, like, I guess my comfort zone of, sure. like, I'm ready to watch some witches fight. And so it was a really nice way to shake me up going into another spree attack. Totally. And that line of our ancient enemy has returned. I was like, okay, what do they mean by that? Like the witch's ancient enemy, the spree's enemy, what are we getting into? Mm-hmm. And we're going to be talking about that a lot. So <laughs> yes, please. Let's, let's start with, um, with Scylla because she is spree. She uh, has the ancient enemy that they're referring to. And as much as she was uh, ha- spending a lot of time with Anacostia, I felt like she was doing it in a Hannibal Lecter style and very antagonistic against Anacostia and by extension Fort Salem and the U.S. military. So I took that first line as meaning the military is the ancient enemy. What were your thoughts? It's not, I mean, that has been historically the enemy of the spree because the spree have a very compelling point, which is that conscription is another form of slavery. So Mm -hmm. you are dictating witches' entire lives from the time that they're 18 until they die in combat. That's a big deal. And that's the spree's big point. So that has been the spree's thing, but what we unpack a little bit in 10 with the attack when they're in the Tareem Basin. And as soon as we pick up in season two is that there is somebody who's so much worse than the spree mm-hmm. because they are somebody who literally whose only aim is to wipe the stain of witch blood from the earth forever genocide. And they were the people that were behind the inquisition and they were the driving force behind so much horrible shit in history. And what they've always been trying to do is wipe witch bloodlines from the earth. That's what happened to Abigail's family in episode five. It was, mm. it was made to look like the spree. Oh. But it, was, it, it was false flag. It was a false flag. It was like, because the, the other thing about the Camarilla, who are these big, horrible people, is what they want most is to turn the world against witches. Witches occupy mm. a really place in this universe they are the heroes Mm -hmm. they are the soldiers and yet they are still other and yet Mm -hmm. they they don't pay the same taxes as normal people and that you know it's 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 an other thing so i'm i i the the camry is so scary again they make the spree look like let's have them over for dinner but (laughs) even from day one i've always wanted to 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 not have it be just a bad guy enemy like yes they do terrible terrible things but what are the circumstances that made that acceptable for Scylla, right? Mm-hmm. She saw her parents killed in a really, really brutal way. She lived in the Dodger communities, which is what you do if you're a witch and you're trying to hide. Mm-hmm. So they don't have you for your whole life. So she saw a lot of really, really dark shit. So I've always wanted to paint the spree as not just bad, but layered and, and gray. And you can kind of see what they mean, but their methods are terrifying. So. We'll only get deeper into that next year. Well, and I'll say it's effective because, uh, like, as a as a viewer, that sequence where Scylla and Anacostia are sharing their stories, you know, that they, like I said earlier, they opened up. It was very earnest, and they related mm-hmm. to one another. And you you definitely felt for both sides there. Mm-hmm. And also, it, I assume it's effective because Anacostia 
really sees the potential for good in Scylla and that there there is a just cause mm -hmm. in her quest. So, uh, Tori, you've been Anacostia's <laughs> uh, like cheerleader from the very get-go. Uh, I want to hear your thoughts on that scene. Um, who this is just a lot. And I know that <laughs> yeah. the chat, I know that our viewers are waiting for me to say something about Scylla because y'all know I don't <laughs> like her. I've never liked her. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm you are better for Rayel. <laughs> yes. Uh, even so lie, Tori. I know you. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not even going to front because Elliot is here, y'all. I did not like Rayel because she was breaking all the rules. I didn't like um, Scylla because she was doing too much. But <laughs> you like Anacostia. Yeah, I like Anacostia. My, I'm like Abigail's biggest fan, but Anacostia is like next to Oh, line. I love Abigail. Been through a lot. Like Anacostia has been through a lot. And I think even though she comes off as very just kind of like play by the rules, yep. I think she gives everyone the benefit of the doubt in some sort of way. And we definitely mm -hmm. saw that here in Scylla. Like, and honestly, even though I wasn't Scylla's biggest fan, I never thought that Anacostia was just out for Scylla. I never got that vibe. Like, I never mm -hmm. thought mm -hmm. that she was just picking on her because she simply didn't like her. Like, I never thought that dynamic was that. And I'm really glad that in the finale, we really got to see what exactly that. that that dynamic was and I appreciated how even though they are on opposing sides they had something that kind of made them see each other as people and not yep. like aside from witches aside from free mm -hmm. aside from being in this like, cell in the windows exactly and so I really just liked how they were able to identify each other as people and find a way to kind of find a middle ground like even if I don't think they're going to agree on everything I don't think that conversation changed, you know, how they feel, but I think it definitely said, you know what, I've seen some things, you've seen some things that we both don't like and have changed us forever. Let's mm -hmm. figure out how to move past this for our greater good. Even if it mm -hmm. can't be for everyone, let's figure out a way to save ourselves and our souls. So I really liked that scene a lot, actually. I love it. And I love it too, because what you realize at the end is that Anacostia has been playing like a layer on top of a layer on top of a layer because mm -hmm. she is also, you know, she, it, 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 she is touched and, and they do, they find that humanity and commonality, which is not easy for them. But Anacostia also knows she's valuable. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? And when we see that she followed her, that's going to open up a whole storyline next year in the outside yeah. world where we are actually embedded in Esprit cell, oh. which Willa is in charge of. So oh. That, oh. that was one of the things about season one that was like, I wish we could see more Esprit. And I wish I want to give it to, I want to give everything to you guys, but there's only so many things you can fit in, mm -hmm. which is why I want to do some graphic novels and like spread this world out. Oh, cool. But, yeah, but what I think what you guys are going to love about season two is that we are in a spree cell. We get to see how that mm -hmm. works. And, wow. And unpack this, this thing where, you know, we have this genocidal enemy, you know, you, the army and the spree have been fighting. You know what? Maybe this is a bit more important because they want all of us gone. And I always mm -hmm. love like enemies coming together and anyway. Oh. One thing I, I noticed in the show early on is that it, that was the title Motherland Fort Salem. And I was like, yes. does that mean season two is gonna be like Motherland Mississippi Blues and then we're gonna <laughs> Motherland the Last Frontier or like, like are we gonna bounce around and see different sides of this world? Cause like I said, it was so expansive of a world you got here. So. Yeah, when the more we got to see a little bit of the spree, I was like, oh, I hope that's all season two is, is just motherland, different perspective. 
It totally uh, is. And we're going to, we're, I don't want to spoil too much about that, even though it's not like the most gigantic spoiler, but I don't, I don't want to tell you quite yet, but we are in a new game the next year because after, mm-hmm. after basic, you know, you've got to learn some new shit. And let me tell you the magic that they're learning in the next phase makes the stuff that they learn basic as cool as it freaking was to like dental mm-hmm. wall and, and do that stuff. You know, if you're fighting the the kind of enemies that these people are fighting, the the training is going to amp up in a really cool way. I'm such mm-hmm. a nerd with the magic; it's like my favorite. I love it so much. <laughs> Me too. I love a good mm-hmm. witch, a good fantasy, all that kind ah, of stuff. So fun. Yes. yes. I was. I'm kind of relieved that next season's not going to be about war college. Uh, like as much as I would love to see, that's like. I kind of it appreciate. Is, I'm not that. saying it's not. I'm not saying it's not, but it, well, it, it opens up the world, which I think is what you're getting at. Well, what I what I mean to say is, uh, as much as I was initially disappointed that the girls didn't make it into War College, <laughs> that they got like the short end of the stick, I was like, no, this is actually way cooler though. We get to see them in action and really use their skills, and uh, none more so than anybody than Tally. Tally was all over that mission. Mm-hmm. Uh, she right I mean, left go you know she was yeah. like, she, she's everyone's back, eyes back. and ears she's up front with um adil and almost calling the shots and calling Gunner, the shots we've got we've dubbed sight. you the biggest tally fan so let me hear what you thought of that scene oh i uh, i was saying since the very beginning i know tally is so much stronger i've watched every interview i just know she has so much more power she is our character who is going to bloom into this amazing force like we know we haven't gotten to see Abigail's power as much. And we know Rail has like this destiny. She's the one that has this great gift of a power, but you don't know what it is. Tally is the one that's just like, you, you're going to underestimate her and it's going to be your biggest mistake because she can yep. literally see every layer, every dimension. And I cannot wait to see her do it more once she gets unbiddied, right? Well, <laughs> I don't want to confirm or deny. Is that even a thing? I, feel, I feel a little goofy even even pretending that Tally is going to be, uh, you know, ninety years old for the next <laughs> hopefully seven seasons. But I was like, come on, makeup. <laughs> I don't want. I don't want to spoil anything. But but you guys are kind of right. I mean, yeah. But still, that was a big moment for her to make that decision. She's been fighting with Alder all episode. But but let's think about this for one second. Mm -hmm. Think about the connection that that Mm. is part of Biddy Ship. It's deep, Mm -hmm. it's psychic, and you might cut it, but it never completely goes away. Oh man! man. Alder and Tally. So anyway, anyway, anyway. You know what I thought was super interesting was the fact that. She didn't get as old as the other biddies. So oh. that's why I was like, yeah. that's what I caught at first. Cause I was like, oh, she just got like some gray hair and a little bit of wrinkles. But she the still other looked biddies, a little bit snatched, yeah. right? She was okay. Yes, so. I was like, come on, <laughs> yeah, I was like, it's true. It's she, was, she was like Eileen Fisher. She was like, she was like, I'm a cute old person. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but yeah, like, so that's what I thought okay. was super interesting. I was like, I uh, obviously think there's some kind of way that she can become like unbiddied or not a bit anymore because she didn't become a completely different person. So yeah. I'm like, oh, girl, here we go. Let's see. Yeah, but but you guys are right to 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 interpret that that is a deep thing that will be unpacked for the entire the entirety of season two. Mm-hmm. I like that. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Well, that changes my entire perspective on like half that episode. Because <laughs> I just kept thinking like everything that she believed in has failed her. She like everything she bought from them. Uh, that was sold to her as part of being a part of the military mm-hmm. has completely let her down. 
and she like she's calling out Alder to her face during a mission. Mm -hmm. Alder's clapping back. Uh, they're, they're getting in a fight in the middle of a cave, like knowing that there, there's enemies everywhere. They're gonna die. And I was just like, ah, oh my god. But, but she Alder still... gets her, man. Mm -hmm. Alder gets her with that speech. She's like, you know, you don't know what I've seen. And mm -hmm. like I was saying earlier about the Camarilla and the Inquisition, I mean, that was what Alder and her sister were trying to escape. They were trying to get the hell out of Europe mm. to, try to, try, to try to live. And so we're going to get into all of that stuff. It's so, it's so cool. Yeah. What I love about this is like the world that just keeps giving. Like there's so many like pockets to go into and like, we're going to get into the male perspective of witchhood, which I think is going to be really fun yes. next year. Come on, hot man. <laughs> totally. Totally. It's, it's, it's just another way to unpack matriarchy in a really cool way. So we're mm -hmm. having so much fun. Yes. Yeah. It was so funny. I wanted to mention about Alder because last episode, everyone was like freaking out about, or was it last episode or the... Yeah city drop right um anyways about her decision you know and i went to bat i was like lynn girl i'm right here with you because i i feel like i would have made that same decision me too that mm -hmm. was a difficult decision that she made and that's why i love how you said like she laid it tally. she's like girl don't come for my decisions don't act like you know because you're just a private this is like you're like dipping your toes in this water i've been here yes. i've been here mm -hmm. and back five 327 times, years she's yes. been doing this shit and tally's trying to tell her some shit but she listens to tally too and i i don't know i love that scene Mm -hmm. after talking with lynn on our last episode i was completely convinced like switch i was like okay you're right you're right i get it <laughs> she got Alder. you huh? yeah she totally did oh yeah she knows her character so very yes. well um and so then hearing her kind of reiterate that in this episode i was like all right i can't argue anymore you can't come for then, her she has been through oh, yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. well, so when they come out of the cave and they're surrounded by this group and like their pilots are strung up on trees and they're light like it was, it was blood and fire yeah i was like i will never ever question alder again and i really felt like i felt what the unit did in that scene oh that's mm -hmm. so good that's what we were after we just wanted to to be so horrible and just nasty mm -hmm. i'm so glad it played that way for you guys mm -hmm. well, oh yeah uh, from Brian, top to bottom mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> Did it play for you, Gunner, like that? I get you making a face. <laughs> that whole scene just stressed me out because I was so worried almost it was going to cause PTSD to Alder because we know she's one of the baddest chicks ever, but even the strongest have their fears. So I almost thought she was going to get too overwhelmed with seeing her. She was. Yes, mm -hmm. but she let it fuel her instead of letting it we, like, destroy her. her. Yes, mm -hmm. and I was so worried that it was going to be Rael and Tally and Abigail have to fight to hold together but i'm so glad to see her push through it and be like you're back gunner she pushed through it it was like Ugh. witnessing a nervous breakdown that was like yes. literally her mm -hmm. trauma like her yes. PTSD therapy Ugh. and and you know and they had that magic dampening technology and it was it, but oh. you're right she pushed through that shit mm -hmm. i mean yeah right when they had um the lady hung up now first i was like now who the hell is that uh <laughs> The deal's aunt. Be nice. But, <laughs> um, but I did not. I'm be honest. I really. I was like, who is that? But then when um, Alder was like, you know, they dressed her up like my sister. I said, oh, this is bad. This is bad. Mm -hmm. Like that's honestly, that is like a a below the belt like your mama joke. And it's just uh -huh. like you mean like it was just so it was. 
so below the belt. I mean, it, you know, everybody says things that are hurtful in war. Like, I'm not saying they have to be friendly, but totally. I think that was just but kind nasty. of like, honestly, yeah, mm-hmm. honestly, for I'm me, when far. I first saw that, <laughs> mm-hmm. I knew it was going to be something terrible. Like, I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know who was going to attack. But I think that sign was a very strong message. And like you guys said, with the PTSD, if some, my sister, you want to try to dress her up like my sister? Oh, we are. I am triggered, and now we are beefing real hard. So I was just, like you guys said, like, it was just really nice seeing Alder use that to fuel her because it was a very, like, touching situation where she definitely could have been like, you know what, this is a little bit too personal. Yeah. But like you said, Alder has been there, done that, brought it back, reversed it, and she already knows how to get through this. And so I was just so, you know, I'm not the biggest Alder fan, but I was very proud of her in this moment. Mm-hmm. It was funny too. I mentioned also in the, the City Drop episode that was like, she sent these girls out and she like she could have gone and do, did it herself. Like, girl, teleport there, take care of yourself. <laughs> but obviously she's a general, so she's not going to do that. So I love how in this moment when she had to be in the thick of it and go for mm-hmm. it, she was like, you know what? There it is. 300 years of training, it's just going to pack. And like, I was like, all right, girl, there She's going to turn it around because let's not forget that Alder end- ended the Revolutionary War in an afternoon. Mm. I didn't okay. realize it was an afternoon. What? I mean, she's got incredible stuff that we've never even seen, which is is what the early American witch military was built on, which is their fearsome weather magic. So we mm-hmm. haven't even seen what Alder can do with hurricanes and tornadoes and all of that like epic battle shit, which we will get into in season two. Yeah. <laughs> Black Lightning was pretty boss. Uh, I love some Black Lightning. I love yeah. some Black. That was that took a long time in, in VFX just to get to have that exact right sauce on it. It was. Mm-hmm. I'm glad. It looked really, really good. Nice. Uh, for yeah. television, you don't so see the stuff cool. usually looks like it, that. You that uh, something I've never seen before that also looks that good. Oh, that's mm-hmm. very kind. We had brilliant uh, VFX people, folks in Montreal. They were geniuses and they would just keep trying because I, I, I can see the magic in my head and I, it takes a while to, to get it there sometimes. Also with the uh, vocal stuff. As, mm. Yeah, it's really neat. As powerful as Alder is though, I want to I wanna mention, and correct me if I'm wrong, Elliot, that she was pretty damn vulnerable being out in that space because once her biddy got hit and i realized if you hit a biddy you hit her yep and so there's like 10 targets to choose from to attack take down alder i thought that was significant and it said a lot too about what she was risking just being on the front line absolutely and i also think it spoke it speaks to her denial about the camarilla because there were there were a few moments in the season where people were like especially Isadora was like, it's exactly like what they did to, to the bellwether people. Like, hi, mm-hmm. like the, the thinking about PTSD and denial and buried memories, like that also plays into her state in, in 110. But as you guys say, she, she got it back and, and whipped their asses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, uh, she definitely kept this terrifying techno witch group out of the fray. Uh, not everyone was aboard the helicopter, so she had to make one more tough decision, and she did it exactly the way that she said that she has always made decisions. Gunner, what's wrong, man? <laughs> You're mad at me? Are you mad at me? <laughs> no, oh, not mad at you. Not mad at you. It was okay. great television. I'm not older. I'm not at all. Right <laughs> I mean, that whatever that thing that whipped around the helicopter and blew up the one next oh. to it, I was at, when I was that like, happened, oh. I was like, you gotta go. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because that came yeah. out of nowhere in a second. 
horrible decision and and like i was saying you know i think if alder had been in her right mind about some of this stuff it would have been a bit more supported as a mission but it, mm -hmm. it was going south so quickly and so dramatically and with the biddies mm -hmm. down and the emergency biddy ship of tally they had to get the fuck out mm -hmm. yeah i think and honestly like, that sorry, I think I think it just makes for great television when you always have mm -hmm. that girl go moment. And I know that like I am a lover of Game of Thrones, and I know that like there's always times where you're like get out of there, and it's always like somebody you know that's like left behind, and you always have to make that tough decision. And I thought that was another element that just made this episode so great because we were in that tough moment with them. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It was just oh, yeah. you were yeah. just kind of like get out of there, go. Even though yeah. they were leaving some of our favorite characters, you was like you have to go. Like, I felt like I was a witch, too. Here's That's my what thing. I want the show to do, is make people feel like witches, by the way. So, yes. <laughs> what I want to say, I might be controversial, but I would have please. let that kid. It's no, done. please. Do uh, it. Just, you know what? The kid, fend for yourself. I'm getting back on the bat, and I'm going. Like, <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> this kid is going to jump out of here at the worst time. Just bye. Just yep. bye. Right. You made your choice. <laughs> More importantly, I want to know is, why did Ray? Rael, give the kid to Abigail. Abigail is a much better. Why didn't we have them like just walking with their backs to like the bat, the bat, and backing up together? I was like, why did you hand her off? What? What? Rael, what are you? Did you guys learn nothing in basic training? Did you learn nothing? <laughs> Keep covering each other's back. Like, like yeah, she was say. late. Oh, oh. She was always <laughs> late. So no, Ooh. she didn't learn anything because she was always late to play. Oh, and then they're on the ground together, about to die, and then what? Yeah, that was my question. Well, I, I want to tell you, I want to talk mushrooms everywhere. A little bit about that. You guys remember when she touched that thing, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. about this. Yes. And did you notice how the witch bomb had a strange effect on the landscape, and it sort of started to rewrite nature in a fungal, mm -hmm. in a very fungal way? We yeah. We're talking mm -hmm. about some deep necro mm -hmm. mushroom shit. Ooh. Coming down the pike, and, uh, and, it, and, it, and it, it even ties in, like, we'll find out very late in the season, but it ties into the formation, the founding of Fort Salem in a very deep way. But that sentient mushroom in the Necro building is going to play a big part. Really? Um, yes. So okay. Weird. So weird. And then I had Willa cooking mushrooms. I guess I'm mushroom obsessed. <laughs> I was I I couldn't help but notice like that there were mushrooms were so close back to back and I was like what does it all mean? It's gonna pay off in a really cool way. Okay, I look I really look forward to it. And as much as you dropped some amazing uh, truth witch bombs on us tonight, uh, we were hoping we could do a little Q and A with you because there's so like much more to talk about with this series sure. and not just things in the future, but things that we've already seen. Absolutely. Okay. Uh, so I know Brian is watching the chat. So if you guys are in the chat, uh, please drop your questions for Elliot. We'll try to get as many as we can. But I have uh, Corey, one if you want me to start, start with, with me. You. Okay. We'll, we'll, yeah, for we'll the start chat. one with you and then I'm going to jump to Tori. Okay. <laughs> for the chat. So thank you all again, like um, Kevin said, for being in the chat. Love you having you here. Elliot, they're just shouting out all their love for you. So I wanted to just start oh with like God. saying that because they just like are like screaming your praises. They love oh. the episode. So they're oh. so happy to be here. Um, and they're also laughing when I said to leave the kid. Uh, <laughs> um, Figure it out, kid. Figure it out. Yes, you know what? Bye. <laughs> um, but one of our favorites, Ivan, he wanted to ask that he knows that you kind of took a while with this story. Um, and, you know, it kind of took a while to get to this point of being oh Motherland Fort Salem. So you want oh to know goodness. how it felt for you, like how it felt to actually get to this point and deliver Motherland Fort Salem after all this time. 
It was a really cool, long story. And I think this might be like a cool story for other creators and writers out there because it was so long and so interesting. Like, you know, I, I had written a little bit of comedy on a show called The Big Gay Sketch Show that was on Logo in like 2006. And then I mm. added- Oh, I, I love that to, show. Oh, thank you. I used to write <laughs> with a partner and then I no longer did. And then there were a lot of years in between kind of figuring out how to be a writer. And I- had a movie that I was writing called Welcome to Me, which we eventually shot with Kristen Wiig. And it was this very strange movie, a very, very dark comedy in 2012. And I was sort of in bed with these great producers, Adam McKay and Kevin Messick on, on Welcome to Me. And I walked in with this idea about a witch army and a show called, or it was, at that point it was like a book series and a movie called Motherland. And, um, they were like, awesome, awesome. Let's figure it out. Let's do like, let's do like a movie series. Let's do a book series. And then uh, Welcome to Me suddenly got financing. And it was like the, the, the thing that all writers like hoped for, for like years and years and years of like something you wrote happening on a big scale. And, and we got financing and it was about to happen. And this was way before Kristen Wiig. This was early, early stages, but we got somebody to, to invest some money in the movie. And then like the week later, it just fell through. Mm -hmm. And the reason I'm telling this story is that by that point, I was so into motherland that I was like, okay, this, this big break uh -huh. that I've been waiting for 10 years for just came and then popped. But you know what? It's all about the witches. And that's, I feel like that's when you know something special, like mm -hmm. when it just feeds you that way and you kind of care more about it than other, anyway. Long, long answer that. to your question. It was perfect. Thank you. <laughs> um, just, I think from the very beginning, from the first episode, I have loved the way that you have kind of brought in themes from the outside world to the show to help us connect. I know from like the first show, you had the quote, I am my ancestors' wildest dreams, and I like loved it and I resonated with it because of my ancestors. So I just wanted to know what are some other themes that you felt were really important to just drive home with this series, with this season and your seasons to come? I just feel like you can't talk about America without talking about our like scary history. And you can't talk about early America without talking about slavery. So I think slavery was always sort of like in my imagination, even the Salem Accord, which is the document that binds witches to service, I borrowed some of that language from slave code in Virginia in 1660. Mm -hmm. when when slavery became racialized and, and and an inheritable condition and like when i was studying history and i was like an inheritable condition like it's passed on and that that fed into into the matrilineal stuff and and how witchhood mm -hmm. is defined in this country and even where rael's from like in this america um there was a point in history when alder was going to die and they had to figure out how to keep her alive and so there was, you know, in, in our in our real history, there is the history of the, you know, constant betrayal of the Native American people and these these treaties that were formed and broken and formed and broken and broken and broken. I'm imagining in this world that at one point the government needed so badly to keep Alder alive that they cut a deal with a confederation of Native American tribes that actually gave them the magic that allowed biddyship to be happening. So. Biddyship mm -hmm. is like where people mm -hmm. can hold your age for you. 
So in, in exchange for that deal, these, this confederation of tribe was granted instead of like little teeny reservations all over the country that are horrible and stuff, they were granted this gigantic swath of land right next to the Mississippi. So just picturing how America could have been different. Um, mm. I was, I was thinking a lot about history. Not that I'm a historian. I'm not even that good at it. I'm like an art school dropout, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> but, but like, that kind of stuff interests me. And so that was, that was deep in motherland from, from day one. Mm, I can tell. I can awesome. Tell. <laughs> uh, Brian, let's go back to you. Oh, gosh. OK. Uh, I'm looking at the chat here, and they're popping off. Um, I guess I we should ask be. you because I want to get your perspective. You know, we talked about how we are not the biggest um, Ray Allen Silla fans, but the chat also wants to know, when are we going to get more of them next season? And I want to just know from my perspective, what are your thoughts? Like, are you actually for them? <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, I think Silla fall, fell in love with her mark. And, and I don't think Silla was faking it at all. I'm not going to promise that they're going to come back together or not. Thank you. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> I think they have a lot more to learn for each other. And I think they connected in such a deep way that they will always have a kind of gravity that it's kind of pulling each other towards each other. And, and their story is not over, but, but I think the love they had was real. Why do you guys not like it? <laughs> no, so I, because so since she was on a like mission, the, you're like, you don't trust yeah. her. Yeah. So I honestly, for me personally, I did not like the relationship. I thought it was beautiful, especially painting a prominent LGBT relationship on screen was absolutely amazing. I just didn't like Scylla. So that was my issue. I was just like, uh-uh, not her girl. <laughs> just somebody else, some other terrorist. Yeah, literally, like, other terrorist. Like, her and Tally, her and Abigail, her and Abigail's mom, I don't care. Like, some her and Abigail's mom. Anybody, anybody, honey. <laughs> it didn't do it for me. It, it, no, I can't even like pretend because I know the chat would call me out if I tried. But one, at first I didn't like Rayo because she was late. I didn't like that she was late to class. You don't like people who like mess up and be like sloppy. Yeah, no. Shit. This is for the unit. And I always told them from day one, if you want to screw up, screw up on your own time, but not when it affects me. So that I already didn't like her. You need to be at Fort Salem, by the way, P.S. Mm -hmm. Come on, you know, Honestly, I could. But then also, uh, I've probably been Silla's big, biggest critic on this panel, but it was just um, relationship-wise, I didn't like how she was putting Rayelle in danger. I just was a strong believer that if you really care for someone or love someone, you don't do that to them. I said that on like a previous episode. I obviously didn't like that she was part of the spree that's going around killing folks. Can and I say I one thing? You can, you can. Because you, <laughs> you just said, if you really love somebody, you're not going to really hurt them. But that is what Scylla decided in episode five. She was supposed mm -hmm. to deliver her. You know, and then she, she was looking at that clock and she was having that slow dance and she's like, I'm going to choose the right thing. She still didn't win you over then. Yeah, no. Honestly, it didn't even. <laughs> That's fair. No, I was still mad. Honestly, Elliot, I'm like, That's fair. I was still mad that she invited herself to the wedding because. Okay. Okay. And okay, she so she messed up. One to a she... plus one. Yeah, no, she was already. The fact that she was at the wedding, Elliot, already, already wrong. You're yeah, so high Atlantic done. right now. I can't. I'm not. I cannot. We took the BuzzFeed oh, quiz. I think it was Buzz, BuzzFeed mm -hmm. to figure out which character we were. Mm -hmm. And I'll test it for Abigail. So, you know, I don't You know, are very bellwether. You are by yes, the book queen. and you don't like when people okay. are sloppy and yeah, ineffective. No. You have no time for it. 
Mm-hmm. It, it didn't do it for me, though, and it still doesn't do it for me. But maybe <laughs> even, I don't know. I don't think it's going to change me, but maybe it'll, <laughs> I'll see the light somewhere. But Maybe. Know. Maybe sh- maybe yeah. we'll surprise you. That is what I hope to always do is surprise people and show, like, show, as you guys were saying earlier, like, show a layer that you were like, wait, huh? Like, I mm-hmm. like to keep yeah. it interesting. So I, I'm going to try to get you back. I'm going to try to get you back. Okay. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm open. Just not a lot. <laughs> Like, Gunner, by chance, uh, do you have a question of a less divisive topic, maybe about <laughs> the nature of the ethics of war? Yeah, uh, before we all go to war with each, with each other, um, I just want to say thank you so much again for coming on this and talk with you because this show has been so incredible. And I've been asking all the cast about what have their characters done for you? What is the process of creating this rewrite of history and creating these characters that are so pivotal, I think so motivational to men, women, any identification and any orientation, what has this been for you and been for your own character development? I think it was a very reassuring thing. I can, I can say that now because season one did well and, and mm-hmm. we got people interested and shooketh and, mm-hmm. and passionate <laughs> and, we, and we, got a, we got a pickup, but I guess I would say that I've always loved sci-fi and fantasy. Like it has mm-hmm. always been my like, kind of secret joy, like my special place. And you don't always know if you can can do something that you love. Like I had written a lot of dark comedy and that's that's a world that I feel very comfortable in. I created a show called Claws, which is very much a dark mm-hmm. comedy. Love Claws. And thank you. And and I didn't know if I could do the thing that I kind of love the most, which is smart mm. sci-fi fantasy, like elevated sci-fi fantasy that has something uh. to say and just is kind of cool and fresh. Like that was always the thing that made me the most happy as a viewer. I did not know if that would translate into making because that always does, doesn't always work. It's tough to get mm-hmm. stuff that Yeah, <laughs> and, and, and I feel like it kind of did. So I have to say, I'm just like really touched and, and kind of shooketh myself that it yes. came out well and like you know it's not a perfect show and what is perfect and, and everybody's gonna feel one way or another but I feel like even people who kind of like don't love everything we're still sort of like what is this like what yes. is, what is happening here like mm-hmm. what is happening here people are calling each other shipbird Um, it's a a matriarchy and it's a flip on white supremacy and gender politics and Mm -hmm. all kinds of shit and it's like what is this world i i am just very tickled that people felt it i guess yes i want to say thank you so much because you've just given this new place to television and the reality we face in so many new voices and i've been using the insult a soup kitchen of a unit since the wedding. <laughs> that was the best line of this whole series. It's so good. I love it. I was like, <laughs> we talked to Ash. I was like, best line of your whole like, character. Soup kitchen of a unit. She's had I some good stand, ones. Right? <laughs> I still stand out of from, you know, Witch Daddy. Like, I was like shook, shaken, and stirred over ice when she was like arching her back with the Witch Daddy. I was, arching like, and, and it, like, girl. Releasing she was arching this. with the crown, like, and she was that's singing. Me. And, and that's me when quarantine is over. <laughs> and, and it's like, I, you gotta love motherland because you can fuck for religion, you know what I mean? <laughs> 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 oh my god, I'm putting that on a plaque and putting it on my wall. <laughs> you have to have it on your wall. <laughs> I mean, well, I think we might the... have time for another question. I would, uh, so Brian, let me turn it back to you. I don't know if you've got one or if the chat Ooh. still has. I'm sure oh, they're still right for they something. Are, yeah, but... they are popping off. 
Um, again, Elliot, they're just singing your praises. They love it so much. They are very uh, passionate about Scylla and Raelle. So I'm so sorry. Guys. They are. <laughs> <laughs> they ripped me um, apart. But they actually, I guess it's kind of an easy way to kind of segue into season two. You talk so much about it, but they want to kind of know what's happening with Willa. So like what, just how are we going to like set that up? What can we expect with the course without giving too much away? Just like, what are we going to prepare ourselves for season two? Yeah, well, we're going to learn why Willa did what she did, why she left the army. We're going to learn something that's pretty interesting, which is that there's a lot of ex-army in the spree. Because where else do you go? That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. So we're going to learn kind of what what got Willa to that point. And we're also going to learn that there is a changing face of the spree. And she's really about that. We're also going to learn that the spree is not like one thing. And that there are Mm -hmm. these Mm -hmm. cells in Europe or Asia that are doing their own thing. And it's not just like this perfect thing. It's a bit more of a hot mess in a really dangerous way. So... Will is right in the midst of that. So we're going to pay that off. And eventually we're going to, you know, Willa and Raelle are going to see each other. But I don't want to say too much more. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, they have I to. Know. Like those, those, oh, yeah. those two forces mm-hmm. have to touch. Yeah. And um, yeah, I'm just, I'm so grateful to Freeform and to the fans, like to to the passion of the fans, because it was just so palpable and that stuff is so meaningful. It's not, Mm -hmm. you know, numbers are important, but like people talking about it is so crucial now. And and we really got that love. Mm -hmm. Well, if the fans want to keep showering their love and praises on you online, uh, is there a place they can do that that works for you? I'm not, oh boy, I am that dude. I am like Mr. Anti, I'm not anti, but I just don't, so no. No socials. <laughs> Somebody in the wow. chat actually put am, hashtag yes. get Elliot on Twitter. <laughs> I know, you know, Jessica Sutton, who you guys probably already know, mm-hmm. um, she was like, what is that? What is happening? Like, just do it. Like, answer the call. Like, answer the call. So, I'm going to work on it. So I'm going to work on it. I'm going to work on it. Get on TikTok. Right, well, you'll love it. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we should do some motherland tiktoks i'll be like can you imagine the dance numbers my... though yes let's do it oh my gosh i am ready all right you know what i want to do so bad next year in in addition to surprising and confounding and exciting you guys i want to yes. do a bitty dance number so bad oh, that's so cute please, oh, that be hilarious. So... please they deserve it they need I... their number mm. once we saw the dance i was like okay even though the top of the season, I need a musical episode. I have a feeling this <laughs> cast will be so well. We know Cheryl Lee Ralph. She can sing around the world. So, yes. yeah. That's we need the biddies doing um, Say So or by Doja Cat or Savage by Megan the Stallion. Okay, Brian. Totally choreographed perfectly. Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, oh! I'm so excited for season two. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you guys, you say during the writers' room right now on Zoom, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Invite we're us. doing we'll it, guys. We're, <laughs> we're working hard for you. We <clears throat> we've got a really wild, 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 and really deep season. And, and again, I think it's going to be really cool to be out in the outside world. You know, Fort mm-hmm. Salem is really mm-hmm. cool, but what's it like outside? I think it'll give people more of a sense of like what Witchwood really feels like and is like. And yeah, it's just, it's wild. I mean, in terms of like you guys were saying at the beginning of the Zoom um, about 
planning like the book series as I did originally, like in five books. And we've got a civil war coming and we've got a world Damn. war coming. Oh. What? Go, oh, so, come on. So, All right. And, and one and one kind of leads to the other, and and the place we leave season two is so dangerous and and scary that I just cannot wait for you guys to see it. All I right, well <laughs> then, fans, if your heads are still uh, attached to your necks for not having exploded yet, uh, <laughs> get the word out that people nearly need to get behind the shield. Like I'm, I'm so glad to hear it's a hit, but I want to make sure it stays that way because I gotta, I gotta. You guys are going to get so much more. It's going to be great. Can't wait. Oh Can't wait. Uh, uh, on that unfortunate note, uh, <laughs> we'll be back in a year. <laughs> you guys, I'm available. I'm like in my house. Any guy, anytime yes. you guys want to talk about witchcraft. And we will. I will hit you up. The writers, the writers um, room call. The three of us get on the fourth Yeah, the yeah just send us the link. Yeah, yeah like, we'll be there. You know Abigail Stan over here is going to give you plenty of ideas. I know you guys are going to give notes, too. You I'm guys gonna are going to have, like, a deal, some five pages of notes. Gunner, let uh, our fans, but also <laughs> Mr. Lawrence's writing team, uh, where they can find you. Tell them. You can find me on all social medias at Thomas, and you can also check me out on the Avatar, the last Airbender after show, and the 100. Awesome. Sorry. Where can everyone find you online? Where to find me on Instagram at Toxic Model or on Twitter at Tori with two E's and where to send the Zoom link for the writers meeting is on JK. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brian? Yes, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok as the Brian Santos. Catch me on AfterBuzz TV, Quarantine with the Stars. Lovers of Motherland Fortuna will love my interview with Kai Bradbury. It was an absolute pleasure, so check that out. Um, and also, we do love, not, I don't love Stella, but love you guys for loving Stella. So that's all I'm going to say. Goodbye. <laughs> we, we do not. Uh, I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you guys. I'm going to get you guys. Yeah. <laughs> I hope to be on board by next season. I think Let I me will. try, at least. <laughs> okay. I'll let you try. Okay. <laughs> she's winning me over. I'm really excited to see what happens with her in the next season now that she's like out back at the Ouch. house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When she got home. I was like, oh, the look on her face, like, oh, she's, yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> you everyone can find me on Twitter at Kevin Allen Graham, or sorry, Twitter at Kevin Allen Says, Instagram at Kevin Allen Graham. And on behalf of my whole unit and everyone after Buzz TV, Elliot, thank you so much for being thank here. Thank you for guys. Everything you've shared with us. Uh, I hope you had a good time tonight. You guys made my entire month, so thank you so awesome. much. Awesome. Great. Let, let's we'll do it again you. anytime you guys want. Yes, we would love to have you again. All right. We'll 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 get in touch, and we'll hopefully see each other uh, before next season airs. But to our fans, we will see you when season two starts. Until then, uh, stay safe out there, and the magic comes from within. So have a good night. Answer the call. <laughs> Bye. Yes. <laughs> Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.